MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Thursday edition primetime action here on VSIN. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin, Wes Reynolds again with us here on the desk. We've got a great lineup of guests here tonight. Stick around. Just next segment, Paul Spohr is going to talk baseball action on the night. Jonathan Davis at 745 Eastern to talk some hockey with us. And then Nick Kalikas of Circa over at 830 Eastern is going to talk some UFC with us here on the program. But as we get started... Do have some first pitches coming really quickly here. Um, 710 Eastern, we got the A's and the Guardians. The A's are going to go with James Caprillion, Guardians with Connor Pilkington. It is minus 180 on Pilkington and the Guardians, plus 155 on Caprillion and the A's as road underdogs. Eight and a half is your total there about 10 minutes after that. JT Brubaker and the Pirates against Max Freed and the Braves. Braves minus 305 home favorites in this one over the Pirates, plus 240. If you want to back the road dog here, eight and a half your total in this one. 740 Eastern, we got the Yankees and the Twins. That is Garrett Cole versus Dylan Bundy. Uh, Minus 200 on the Yankees as road favorites, plus 170 on Bundy and the Twins, a flat eight. I'm on the over of eight in this one. This dropped a half a run 
Uh, no Giancarlo Stanton in the lineup tonight for the Yankees. So this thing went from eight and a half to eight. This lineup is still incredibly potent, even with Stanton out of the lineup. If you're wondering, it's just a rest thing for him tonight. But it's LeMahieu, Judge, Rizzo, Donaldson, Torres, and Hicks is the first six for me. And that'll be good enough. Maybe Joey Gallo in that nine hole can avoid striking out and, and, uh, get a hold of one as well. And listen, Dylan Bundy has been absolutely putrid on top of just the surface stats of the 557 ERA. The the advanced statistics also back up how bad that he's been. And that being said, though, this lineup, I do believe, can get a run or two. I, I'm, I'm banking on the majority of those eight runs coming off of the Yankees' bats here, but I, I do think they can scrape across a run or two. Here against Garrett Cole in this one with Buxton back in the lineup, with Correa back in the lineup, Kepler in the lineup as well. So I'm, uh, I'm banking on that again over eight for me in that one. Uh, 8-10 Eastern got the Orioles and the Royals, the Orioles rolling out Jordan Lyles, Royals, Chris Bubik. This is about a coin flip, a little bit shaded towards the Royals at 115. Nine and a half is the total there. And then the final first pitch of the evening, we have the Red Sox and the Angels. This is at 938 Eastern. Nick Pavetta for the Red Sox. Shohei Otani for the Angels. Minus 125 favorites are the Angels. Plus 105 are the Red Sox on the road as underdogs. Seven and a half. Your total, no trout for the Angels tonight. Of course, Taylor Ward is on the IL for the Angels as well, so both of those guys not in there. No Xander Bogarts and no Trevor Story for the Red Sox tonight in this one. So a bunch of key players missing on both sides of the ball here, and this is why I think we're seeing this total sitting at 7.5 because Nick Pavetta has certainly not been shut down and Shohei has not been of late, but it's just a lot of firepower that's going to be out of the lineup for both of these teams tonight. Yeah, I did have one play mm-hmm. on this latter game, and I leaned to the Angels, but I thought a better way actually to bet the Angels to maybe stop that 14-game mm-hmm. losing streak was to bet Shohei Otani over six and a half strikeouts. That's about minus 110 where I found it because, look, Phil Nevin is just trying to win a game. Mm-hmm. He's trying to win his first game as Angel Skipper. That's all he cares about. So Shohei Otani, if he's got to go deep in the ball game, six, seven innings, that's what he's going to have to do. So I did bet the over there uh, on the K's for Otani, six and a half. Pirates Braves also over eight and a half. And then one that I did add, I did add the Baltimore Orioles, which essentially, as you mentioned, is about a pick em. Not a lot to like when you look at Chris Bubich's pitching numbers, but not a lot to like when you look at the Orioles in terms of how they hit lefties. 25.8% strikeout rate, only a 639 OPS. So, you know, I think that Bubich actually could get some positive Mm -hmm. regression tonight against this Orioles lineup that can't hit lefties. And then one game of note I want to mention that did start before he came on the air, that is the Washington Nationals down in Miami and the return of Steven Strasburg for the first time in over a calendar year, had that thoracic outlet surgery June 1st of 2021 was the last time that he pitched. So uh, got a man on third here, two outs, trying to get out of the inning clean. So uh, no score, bottom of the first in Marlins Park. As we see a lot on Thursdays, had some day baseball today. The Diamondbacks beat the Reds 5-4, to four, but the Reds, uh, unfortunate news, Tyler Stevenson took a foul ball off his hand and now expected to miss four to six weeks with a fracture in his hand. Wes, I know you are a a Reds fan. Stevenson, really one of the few bright spots, actually, for this lineup. It was hitting over 300, nearly a 400 OBP for him. He had been really, 
really good for this Red squad. So good, in fact, that when he wasn't behind the plate, they had him DHing mm-hmm. for this team. But it uh, looks like he's going to miss at least a month. Yeah, that that that's really too bad. Of course, uh, Tucker Barnhart no longer in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. now in Detroit. So that hurts your depth, but they're basically hurting in every position. So uh, uh, tough start, really, uh, for the Reds this year. They're not as barred at the bottom yeah. as they were, though. They're at least within striking distance of Washington, even though Washington took two or three from them last week. But the story of the day for me on baseball, Matt, is that the Philadelphia Phillies may never lose again. They have now won seven in a row, and I've been backing them. I've been on them most of these nights. Rob Thompson, the new skip there in Philadelphia. Joe Girardi got let go last Friday, and they haven't won. You sweep the Angels at home. You get a sweep in Milwaukee, who is playing great baseball. $1.52 is the closing number for Zach Eflin. No problem for the Phillies. 8-3 to three over Burns and the Brewers. And despite the fact that Harper is dealing with whatever he's dealing with in his shoulder. He's only been able to DH and not play out in the field. He's continued to hit another two for five day for him. He hit his 15th homer of the year, increased his average to 308, his OBP to 364. Uh, Harper getting it done with the bat, even though he's not able to get out there in the field. And Kyle Schwarber slowly but surely mm-hmm. has has started to come along. He was hitting about 170 two weeks ago. Now got that thing up to 209. He's always been able to draw walks. Weirdly enough, has a has a actually always has a pretty good OBP because he's got a pretty good eye at 331 OBP for Schwarber, but he's actually starting to hit the ball a little bit more consistently now for this Phillies team as well. He also goes deep in this one. Uh, Making a stake for his AL Cy Young contingency here, I mean, this is uh, Shane McClanahan, just another absolutely brilliant outing for the Rays again today. They win 2-1 to over the Cardinals. He goes eight innings. He uh, he goes eight innings in this one. He strikes out nine in those eight innings, only gives up two hits, only walks one, shrinks his ERA to one eight seven on the season. The Cardinals actually let Miles Michaelis go a complete game in this mm-hmm. one as, as well. Um, but he, in the losing effort for him, he gives up two earns. He strikes out nine in that one. But again, uh, McClanahan has certainly, I mean, he's got to be right up there. I yeah. mean, we, we knew that we knew that he was, the potential was always there for McClanahan. Coming into this season, there were a lot of guys who were super high on him, and he has really made those guys look smart. No, absolutely, and that entire race staff has really been great. Mm-hmm. Last year's staff that was really good in the AL were the Chicago mm-hmm. White Sox. Not so far this year. Rough Allen for Dylan sees uh, eleven to nine uh, bomb fest on the south side of Chicago. White Sox now go to three games under five hundred. I'm starting to see some impatience from my Chicago brethren on the Twitter machine with mm-hmm. one Tony Larusa. Yeah, I this White Sox team should not be under five hundred. There is just way too much talent on this team for them to be under five hundred, and specifically three games under five hundred at this point in the season without really any super significant injuries. Yeah, Luis Robert was on the was on the COVID IL for a little bit, and you've had some different stuff there. But th- there's been enough uh, there's been enough consistency in this lineup for this team to not be where they are. Well, and all these guys, like a lot of these pitchers, I know Rodon is now mm-hmm. in San Francisco, but all these guys, Lynn and Giolito, those guys like had career years, and it's like, okay, are they going to add on to that? And it seemed like it was a foregone conclusion at the beginning of the season. It's like, okay, none of these teams have gotten better enough to compete with the White yeah. Sox, but now the White Sox are staring up at the Twins. We uh, One other final was the Rockies and the Giants today. Rockies get it done over the Giants, 4-2. Um, to two. Rockies sitting at 25-32 and, and mm-hmm. a team that I thought might be 
one of the worst teams we've seen in quite a long time with what they kind of did in the offseason where they let you know preseason, kind of like the Reds almost, where they yeah. let you know preseason, like, we're going to be sellers, we're going to be completely redoing this thing. But they figured out how to scrap across, you know, 25 wins so far. And I mean, look, they're seven games under 500, but I thought they could be. And then the division that they're in yeah. to boot. And look, the Arizona Diamondbacks are not that far mm-hmm. from under 500 as well. Yeah, I thought they were going to be absolutely terrible, but that has actually not been the case for this team. So good on them. Of course, we have uh, hockey tonight as well. As we sit right now, and of course, we'll talk a little bit later to Jonathan Davis about that. This is going to go off at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. As we sit right now, minus 125, minus 130, something like that in favor of Tampa Bay. If you want the Rangers, you can find as high as plus 110 out there in this one. Wes, I know you said you did not bet the hockey game and you but you did add the yet. Is there a is there yeah, a chance you yeah, get in on this? The yet is a now because mm-hmm. I did take a plus one thirteen I found here in town mm-hmm. on the blue shirt. So uh you know for a little bit of interest and plus the home team's undefeated in this yep. series and we haven't seen the Tampa Bay Lightning. They've looked a step slow mm-hmm. in Madison Square Garden. So uh one that's not slower the Miami Marlins offense though on Steven Strasburg. He just got touched up for three runs in his return. Always a danger to bet a pitcher when he returns from the DL. I don't care whether it's a 10-day DL or basically a year that Strasburg has been out. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people who were talking about, because his strikeout prop was set at three and a half and they were saying, I mean, is that too low even even if it is his first start of the season? But I'm like you, I was saying actually I think that, actually I think that's right on because again, they're not going to give him much they're not going to give him many pitches anyway, right, right. and then they're certainly not going to give him rope to go out there and just completely lose it. And so, you know, he might he might only go two or three innings tonight or something like that. So, I thought that was fairly appropriate. I think I might join you on the Rangers tonight as well. We had Jake Hahn on here last night who said he was on the Rangers. If you like the Rangers, this home team stuff that's going on here, plus I'm getting a little bit of plus money. Kelly's going to join us. Everyone's getting it. It's going to be a Ranger party up in here, Kelly, right? The I mean, Celtics party worked out. Yeah, the Celtics party us. worked out. Celtics party worked out. Yeah, thank God. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we didn't even get to that here. We didn't get to the news and notes either, but we will uh, We'll certainly get to that after we talk to Paul Spore here on the other side. It is primetime action here on a Thursday. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, 
pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Primetime action here on a Thursday. Matt Kelly and Wes on the desk. Joining us now, you can find him all over. If you take a look at fan graphs, you can find him over on the Twitch machine as well. And if you want to find him on this program, we get him on here every single week. He is Paul Spore. Paul, thanks for joining us, buddy. Thanks for having me, Matt. How's it going? Doing good, doing good. Um, before we get things started here, I mean, listen, we spent a solid three minutes uh, talking to you about a concert that you were going to last week, so we at least need to get a review because we also found out somewhere along the way Nelly was coming here as well. So Nelly's going to be here in September. We hey. needed to figure out whether these were tickets that were worth buying, and this is all on your shoulders here, Paul. We're either sending about 20 people over there or we are okay. all boycotting this. <laughs> so are you going... To listen to all of the older songs, the ones that hits, because if I, so, you'll be a little bit disappointed. Oh, he goes, no. he goes pretty hard on the new album. He, it's like a country pop crossover thing. And hey, I respect band, you know, uh, artists for innovating and everything. But he seemed to kind of like he, he literally sped up the the hits like he was playing them in fast like Alvin and the Chipmunk style like oh no first off I don't even know how he was singing them when he was singing that fast so he was kind of like here's your little here's what you guys want but then let me focus on what I want and he had like 15 openers so listen I had a blast my brother-in-law my sister two of my favorite people in the world it's hard to have a bad time with them but we spent a lot more time kind of clowning yeah. some of the stuff that was going he's on he's gonna be enjoying. calling uh tim mcgraw again to see if he can get another big hit <laughs> absolutely that seems absolutely. to work out those country crossovers they go exactly. to number one he had one with the um oh god what's the name my sister would kill me for not knowing uh florida georgia line i think he had one with them too yes so he is he, he's working that he knows that's a nice new fan base and, and good for him but I was hoping for more of the uh, of the uh, more attention to the hits. He more of the Saint Lunatics, that. yes, <laughs> exactly. And like 
one verse per as well. Like, come on, man. I'm a third verse Air Force Ones kind of guy, and you don't even get to the <laughs> second verse for Come on. Oh, I love it. All right, Paul, let's go. Let's go to let's start out with one of your plays before we look back on some of the action that happened earlier today. Uh, you're on the Angels here in this one. This mm-hmm. is now starting to move a little bit on the news. There's going to be no Xander Bogarts. There's going to be no Trevor Story in the lineup for the Red Sox. That said, no Taylor Ward, no Mike Trout in the lineup for the Angels either. Ward on the IL and then Trout trying to avoid it. Seems like heading to mm-hmm. the IL. Is this just a hey? There's too much firepower out of the Red Sox lineup tonight, or are no. you just okay. saying that this just need this? This is when the streak ends. B- blind bet on the streak ending. I'm, yes. I'm betting it until until it goes at this point. Um, it, so a great analysis. I love analysis. I'm a huge stat nerd. This one has none of that. I'm betting the Angels until they win at this point. I started yesterday, so I, I didn't get a bunch of losses here. I'm not chasing bad money or you know lost yeah. money or anything, but. Yesterday was an L1 nothing. I'm betting them until they win at this point. Just, just come on. Come on. This is crazy. Paul, I'm on the same side with you, but I played it a different way. I played Otani in terms of his over strikeout props. And I, I like wonder, that. though, if Phil Nevin is like, man, I just want to win a damn ball game here. I just want to <laughs> stop this. So, I'll do Shohei, you got to go deep into the night. Yeah. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if, if he just kind of you know manages a little bit uh, instead of that fifth inning part part where sometimes they take him out like, nah, you got to go six tonight. You maybe have to go seven. We need a win so badly. I cannot even fathom how bad that has to be as a major league team losing that many and how much they're they're probably pressing on some level. So hopefully Nevin can bring them down because if they press too much, it will go to 15, 16, 17. If they can just relax and realize you're not going to change those 14 losses, you're not you're not going to undo the entire streak in one night. It's the cliche. You got to win one at a time. But it's true. So if you take that, you step back. Hopefully they can win. Uh, it won't be easy. Boston's good, and their pitching's actually pitching kind of well, too, and they're going to try to make a fool out of me for a second straight year because I was on this show and others last year saying how bad their pitching was. They made the playoffs, and now their pitching is doing well again, but I still don't believe in the Red Sox. So everyone looking kind of down the card tonight probably skipped over the Orioles and Royals game, but you did not. It, you did not. You found a bet that you like here tonight. I did, and it's uh, Chris Bubich. Over his strikeouts, it's three and a half. He's not a big strikeout guy. This is really a bet against the team here. Baltimore, they are second in the league against strikeouts against in strikeouts against lefties. Pardon me, twenty six percent. Miami at twenty nine percent is the worst. They have an eighty six WRC plus against lefties, which is twenty fifth. That doesn't necessarily help for the strikeouts, but it shows their overall ineptitude against southpaws, which Bubich is. And so I think he's got a good chance to at least get the four. Obviously, we need him to go deep into the game there or, or, or at least get five, six innings there for Bubich, which is not always his, his best thing. So it's a little bit of a, a sketchy bet because he's not great. But I do like the setup here. He's at home. He's not a terrible pitcher. And Baltimore's dreadful against lefties. Paul, let me get to a game that we currently have in progress. Uh, that, by the way, being Miami, three to nothing in the bottom of the second here. Strasburg against Rodgers. And I want to ask you about both of these pitchers and maybe some of the numbers you've seen on fan graphs uh, with Rodgers. But let me ask first about Steven Strasburg. Looking at him in terms of his velocity, only about 90 to 92 with the fastball. Yeah. Uh, where do you think you go from here? Have we obviously seen the best of Steven Strasburg and he's just going to have to learn how to pitch differently because he doesn't look like he can overpower guys. And that that's absolutely it. He's certainly not himself. You know, he was at 91, eight in his short sample last year and 20 for that matter. Uh, he's probably going to be in that 90, 92 range pretty consistently. It is going to be an adjustment. Just too many injuries have piled up for Strasburg. He's going to have to be a good secondary type of guy. Now he has, 
a rich secondary arsenal. When he's going, his secondaries can be excellent. He does not need his fastball to be, you know, the the carrying pitch for Strasburg. He's got the changeup and the curveball that he can go to. And even getting away from the four-seamer, he can go to a sinker, which you can have a little less velo on if you've got the movement. So there is still a path to success for Strasburg, but I think we're a, a ways away from getting there. And if you're talking about fantasy or handicapping, I think it's a stay away. I don't think you want to mess with this too much. And I would say even as the against, I don't necessarily want to go against Strasburg every game for the time that he does kind of turn that corner and then I get crushed when he goes six strong. So I think for me, Strasburg is just a general stay away right now. I'm not betting against him, and I'm certainly not betting with him. We've only got two innings tonight, Paul, but Trevor Rogers looks as good as he has all season. I know you got to consider the competition. Washington, one of the worst teams in all of baseball, but four strikeouts and two innings on only 31 pitches. Have you seen anything in some of the peripherals that you guys run at fan graphs that said, okay, maybe Trevor Rogers is on his way back to being 2021 Trevor Rogers? I mean, in, in this game so far, we've seen the changeup actually do some good work. It's been dreadful this year, and that's been the key factor for why Rodgers has been so bad. Everything plays off the changeup, and when that's not working, he's not getting to anything else there. The fastball uh, is not able to kind of mi- bridge the gap there. Neither is that slider, his breaking ball, which is his third third best pitch in general. Anyway, he doesn't use it as much. So when the changeup isn't working, Trevor Rodgers isn't, and that's been the biggest issue consistently all year. We're not seeing the swings and misses on it. Uh, We're not seeing him get to it in in those two strike counts to get his strikeouts. And so that's been a big issue. But he does have three swings and misses on it tonight. Like you said, just two innings. I think they're in the bottom of the second still. So the Marlins are batting. If he can have a big – once I start to see the changeup be a go-to pitch in a good outing, as it could be tonight – that's going to give me confidence in Rodgers. I've had a hard time cutting him in any sort of fantasy league, but obviously not betting with him as far as handicapping, but uh, kind of benching him right now if I'm in a fantasy world and just waiting because I don't want to give up on a talent like this, but it is that one key thing. It is the changeup. There is one smoking gun you can kind of look for because if the changeup's working, he's good. If it's not, he's very, very beatable, Trevor Rodgers is. Paul, no no harm in losing to the Dodgers by any stretch of the imagination. But when you do put up nine runs on the board and you still lose, that is something I think that you can certainly start to pick apart here. And here go the White Sox now fall into three games below 500. You look up and down this lineup and it's not necessarily due to a ton of underproduction. Of course, Moncada has been an absolute disaster, but outside of that, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, lineups been fairly, been fairly consistent here with all this. I mean, is this just is, I know it's a bold statement here this far in the season, but like, is this one of the most disappointing teams in the majors right now? I think there is some uh, major disappointment there with them being three games under and and the expectations that they had coming into there. There were some folks that were in on on, on the Twins, um, others that maybe saw the Guardians at least maybe keeping it close. Tigers were an upstart. Royals were an upstart. No, no one was predicting the Tigers or Royals to win the division, but they thought the Central could be a little bit more difficult this year. That Maybe the White Sox weren't a clear runaway winner, but they were still picked to win it in most outlets and by most people. Injuries have been an issue for sure. They've had some catastrophic injuries, but they've also given some things away. They've had some some tough losses that you're like, wow, you know, a high caliber team shouldn't be giving away games like this. And it's hard to judge anything off of a game here, a game there. But just kind of watching them a decent bit this year because they are an intriguing team with a lot of fun players. I've noticed that the White Sox don't seem to 
you know, kind of play at that high championship level that we've seen in some of these recent years as they've been on the ascent. They still have a strong team. Grandal Mancata have you can add their OPS plus totals right now, and it would be a bad mark. It would it would literally be 59, which is horrendous. Well, 100 is average on OPS plus. So those are two big elements that are hurting. Eloy hasn't been there. Now Tim Anderson's out. Injuries are at least a big reason to blame, but. The guys who aren't there aren't really playing that well either. They're in danger of not making the playoffs big time. Find him on the Twitter machine at Spore. You can find him over on the Twitch machine as well. Paul, thanks for the time, buddy. Gentlemen, great speaking with you. Take care. Thank you, Paul. When we get back, we'll take a look at some of these uh, updated NBA line series prices, et cetera, and see if there's anything that we're looking at for tomorrow night as well. Primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The third major of the golf season is here, and you can get in on the action with the Doers Major Championship Challenge. Draft in two free fantasy golf contests, one classic, and one round four showdown, and compete for your share of $10,000 in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Doers now to play for free if you're wondering this is dfs contests here and they allow you one's going to be a full full tournament and the other one is just round four so you literally get to come in and then just get the the final round sweat so even if your team that you had for the full tournament is dead mm-hmm. you can come in and try to win some money that's just cool. in yeah, round four. yeah win one of those and yeah. uh, buy yourself a nice big case of white labeled yeah yes absolutely uh all right so we hadn't talked basketball yet and so we should we are not going to do the victory lap here. Um, the whole network is still up. We have the lights on here in the studio. <laughs> we survived. Everyone's yeah. happy uh, because everyone on the face of the planet was on the, the Celtics last night. They end up with a 16-point victory over the Golden State Warriors, 116-100 to 100 in this one. If you go down, Clay Thompson, we were saying, hey, look, maybe this could be a different type game if Clay Thompson has a good game. I think by his standards from what we've seen in the playoffs, you would consider this a good game, even though it was just 7 of 17 from the floor. He was, uh, he did have 25 points. He was perfect from the free throw line. Uh, 5 of 13, he ended up from three-point there. Steph Curry goes for 31 points in this one. The, the big story I think that we keep coming back to is, outside of those guys, where is the help coming from? Wiggins mm-hmm. does get 18 points in this one, but he's only one of six from downtown in this thing. Draymond Green's no longer even a, even trying to score. He only took four shots in the whole game. Yeah, um, He's not even trying to score two points for him. Looney only comes in with six. You're only getting chipped in. You go down here, uh, Gary Payton only gives you two. Poole only gives you ten. And the kind of the handicap that we've been saying all along here with this Celtics team is we do think that there are multiple ways that they can get after you. And basically no more telling then last night where you get 26 from Tatum, 24 from Smart, 27 from Brown. So three different guys chipping in massively for this Celtics team. That being said, hat tip to all you people who pregame took the Warriors spread in the third quarter. Because, <laughs> yes. because it got there easy. <laughs> hat tip to you guys, uh, 33 to 25 in the third quarter. So you win that one again. I mean, we were just kind of laughing about it, but hey, maybe you're smarter than we are with all that. Um, so we look here, Tatum, 9 of 23. Not great, not terrible, just kind of, you know, a middling performance there, but you do get nearly 50% from the floor from Marcus Smart at 8 of 17. Then you do get over 50% from Jalen Brown at 9 of 16. 
And that's where you end up getting this Celtics team with a, with a 16-point victory over the Warriors. I think the big story here, Wes, is the the late-game injury, although he says he's going to play to yes. Steph Curry. He says today, I know what this feels like. This is nothing like earlier on in the season. There will be some pain. I will play through it. I'll be okay. Um, that being said, even if, if Steph Curry is, let's say, 90% even, mm-hmm. not 100%, you know, is that enough to where you you would almost want to make a play then on the Celtics? Because again, like we're talking about, it's basically been Curry and whoever else can maybe kind of step right. up to help him a little bit. And now, if he's not even one hundred percent, if he's even if he's ninety percent, right? Even say he's hobbled just a tad, that is like almost enough to make me want to pull the trigger on the Celtics. Well, and when you look at it last night, Curry, Clay Thompson, that was the one I got wrong last night. I had the under mm-hmm. on his prop. He easily went over that. Curry, Thompson, and Wiggins combined for 74 points last night. That's a pretty good output, and they still lost by 16. Mm. So, you know, there is, a, there is, I think, a great deal of concern. You know, somebody has got to give them production. I know Poole gave him 10 off the bench, but you just don't get that consistency. You didn't get it out of uh, Gary Payton II. He only played 11 minutes last night. We know that uh, Porter is kind of hit and miss a little bit. Mm. I think he played 21 minutes, only gave you six. They're not playing Iguodala hardly at all he's still I think nursing that injury and just they just haven't been able to get that consistent production you know when they're going that's when you get like your fifth and six guys mm-hmm. giving you offensive output Kevin Looney's getting you put backs and going six of six in the pain on offensive rebounds Draymond Green's at least giving you a few baskets by the way you mentioned how Draymond Green has not been very good offensively he now has 15 points and 15 personal fouls in the yeah. first three games of this series so if you're maybe looking in props, and I know we'll get into that a little bit later, I'd probably be playing Draymond over assists for game four because I think that's what you usually see when he has a bad game. He bounces back, but not necessarily with scoring. He bounces back being a facilitator, so uh, that's what I would expect from Draymond Green, but I just don't know where the scoring is going to come from when you get 74 points with those three guys and you still get blown out. Yeah, Wes, that is, I think that's the simplest, biggest point of what you could take away from last night and from this series. We talked about that before the game yesterday of where are they going to get offensive production outside of Steph Curry. Klay Thompson showed up, but great, you get 74 from those three guys, and you're still, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say blowout because they did ke- kind of close that gap in right. the third quarter. Yeah, they again. took the lead in the third quarter. Right. We kind but, of but then, the, that. but then they get boat raced in the fourth again, and it's it's I, if you're getting 74 from those three guys and this is the result of the game, I, I – I'll go out and say it. I think this. I think this series is over. I think the Celtics have them. I think if there is, I mean, Matt, if the, like you were laying out, if Steph Curry is playing at ninety-five percent or less, I think this team is toast. I, he has been their entire offense really through these first three games. So I, I really wasn't planning on betting the Celtics really. Uh, you know, midway through that game or in that third quarter last night in Game Four. I ended up with a bet on him right after the game. I was like, I don't, I don't know what Steph's status is. I'm sure he's going to play. I'm sure he's going to be. I'm sure he's fine. Actually, I don't, I don't think he's too, too bad. But 
If it's you're telling me I've got even a slightest chance of getting Steph Curry of not being where he's been at these first three games, then sure, give me three and a half. I bought it down to three, but give me the three and a half all day with Boston in this game four. I think there's I, I that was my biggest takeaway from last night. I mean, there's a couple things that are just odd in this series, right? Like how do the Warriors keep doing this in the third? Every game mm-hmm. so far, it's amazing and almost getting embarrassing. But then you flip the coin, how do the Celtics keep doing what they're doing in the fourth quarter? Right. And the Warriors have no answer for it. I'd rather have, the obviously, the fourth quarter success than the third quarter success. And then if for everybody who wants to, and, and hey, there's not more people out there that's a bigger Jalen Brown fan than I am, but like, First quarter, Jalen Brown is like the best basketball player I've ever seen. Where is he disappearing to the rest of the game? He had only he had 17 points in that first quarter last night, 10 the rest of the game. He only had two points in the second half of game two. I that I mean, there's there's not a ton of concerns from the Celtics, but there's little things you can nitpick at. And I think it was big that Jason Tatum stepped up when he did last night because we hadn't really seen the aggressiveness out of him in the first two games. And if Jalen Brown's going to disappear in these second halves. Tatum's got to be there to pick well, it up. The, you, 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 saw, you talk about three and a half. There's only one three and a half left rest of the country right now. It's already juiced to, to 115, so it's on its way to four. Every other book in the country is sitting at four right now. Wes, it wouldn't surprise me if this is four and a half by the time that yeah. this game actually goes off here. I, I mean, there's going to be, I think there'll be a, enough talk. Now, whether it's right, rightful or not, mm-hmm. I think there'll be enough talk about this ankle thing with Steph Curry to where I, it would not surprise me in the least bit if this thing gets to four and a half because the casual better, when they finally decide to check in on this and all they're reading is headlines about Steph Curry getting his ankle rolled right. up on and maybe not being 100%, that I think they'd end up taking this four left and right. I, I think it's probably four and a half. When it's yeah, and, and, and even if it gets to five, mm-hmm. now you might have to pay like an extra five or ten cents to get it to that. At five, I think that's the buyback mm-hmm. point. Then I will think, you know, because these numbers obviously in the finals are so tight anyway. Yeah. Once you get to like that key number of five or if it was like, say, you know, five and seven, I do believe, are key numbers in the NBA. And once it gets there, then you'll see some buyback. I lean a little bit early on to the under. It's basically 214 and a half. I'd love to see 215. But like we were saying, I don't know how the Warriors are going to score. If you're getting 74 already and you're getting held to 100 points, and I know you in-game the under last night. I played the second half under. In the fourth quarter, it absolutely died because the Warriors' third quarter phenomenon is very real. I think they've beaten the Celtics by 14, 21, and 8 points in the third quarter in the three games this series. So that's why you're already seeing it priced in. You're already seeing the Warriors' as favorite basically in the third quarter, or at least if they're getting points. It's certainly juicy in their favor. I think the team total already has been set at what, like 25 and a half, heavily juiced to the over at minus 125. So they're going to continue to price that. So if you think you've got it, got them snookered in terms of, okay, I'm going to bet the Warriors third quarter, believe me, the guys behind the counter know about it. I'm I'm looking here, um, you know, we look at the updated series line, minus 240 on the Celtics, uh, two to one. On the Warriors, uh, I would not play the minus two forty. I think at this point, I would play the four one mm-hmm. on the Celtics. Yeah, like maybe mm-hmm. instead of placing, you know, the two forty, like split that bet up between the four two and the four one. I don't think this game gets seven. I, I don't think this goes to we, seven anymore. We, I, yeah, I, we I, talked I, about that last week too. That that's the way to play it if yeah. you like to play the series price. Here. Yeah, uh, Kelly, I, I don't think this gets to seven anymore. I know you and I were both thinking, okay, maybe this thing is just a battle. I, 
I don't see it now. I you. would take. I it's would not lay the two forty. Take the two hundred and forty dollars. Split it up between the four one and the four two, and I, and that's how I would do it if I was playing the. Yep, that's what I would do too. I mean, if there is again, if there's anything wrong with Steph Curry, this is over in five or six. Yeah, I agree. And even if he's, you know, even if he's one hundred percent, I think that there's still a chance this could be down. So we're about 35 minutes from face-offs. We'll talk to Jonathan Davis about what he thinks here tonight from the Garden. It is primetime action. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil is going to break down the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well. We'll also have stuff on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly that we produce, and you can use all the betting tools and you get a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July the 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Kelly, I, I feel like people really wonder what this costs in Canadian and you've been letting them down. Like the, you just, you're not letting them know what this costs Canadian. I don't want to steal your job, man. Come on. That, you, you, you're the currency. Everyone's okay, sitting there. Everyone's sitting there just waiting for it. Like, what's it going to cost Canadian? What's it going to cost Canadian? <laughs> you know, and then it never comes. I don't think there's that much demand out there for it. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you never know. We'll figure it out. He is the host of Ice Cap over on SiriusXM NHL. You can find him on the Twitter machine at West Coast, Coast HKY. He is Jonathan Davis. Jonathan, thanks for joining us, my man. Guys, I think it's about 47 Canadians. There you go. Thanks, there Rob. you go. There you go. Thank you. We do <laughs> Someone's appreciate. here to help you. Yeah, there see, you. this is the, Kelly's failing, but we'll get we'll get help from Jonathan over here. Uh, all right, Jonathan, let's uh, let's kick things off here. I mean, we are sitting about right now. Looks like the best price you can find. There's a there's a 121 out there right now on Tampa, and then you can get 105. So it looks like a little bit of money coming in here late on the Rangers. We were looking at one kind of 115 a little bit earlier, Wes. I yeah. think something in that something in that range right here. Uh, let us know what do you uh, what do you think of the game tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm to think that you know here we are in Game Five, and you know the New York Rangers were up two nothing in you know midway through the second of Game Three, and now four and a half periods later of hockey, we're at two two. Look, it's eight straight wins at home for the Rangers. They've been absolutely dominant on home ice. They've outscored the opposition thirty five sixteen. Andre Vasilevsky has. It's been a nightmare for him at MSG. He's got one win in his last six. He's given up three or more in all six of those games. But, guys, I'm on Tampa tonight. I, I just I, – I think – I really believe they are the better team. Uh, so that's, that's right now where I'm leaning. Jonathan, uh, when you look at game three and game four, obviously the first two games up in the garden – Tampa Bay, you know, almost looked a little bit of a step slow. And maybe some of that was the rust from being off for so long. But it seemed like the Rangers were the faster and the more physical team. What specifically did you see in games three and four that turned this around for the Bolts? Well, I think one of the biggest factors is Tampa, you know, didn't turn the puck over. Uh, you know, they were turning the puck over, you know, it was over 20 times in each of the first two games. And they cut those numbers down to single digits in game three or, and four. Played a much more simpler game uh, in those two games. Now, you know, look, you brought up the rust factor. I, it doesn't surprise me. You know, you're, you're off for as much time as Tampa was. I think, you know, you're going to have that rust early on. But then that rest, I think, Wes and Matt, it's going to benefit you later in the series like we're seeing. I mean, this is the 19th game in 37 days for the New York Rangers tonight. Uh, they're beat up. Yes, they're getting Ryan Strom and Philip Heedle back. Um, but I just think, you know, this is a team that we're starting to see the wear and tear of the New York Rangers come into play. 
Jonathan, the total sitting at five and a half right now. If we look at the expected goals numbers, it looks like these things should be going over left and right, but these goalies have been playing so incredibly well that that's just not been the case in this. What do you feel about tonight's game? We're going to see another low scoring one. Yeah, I, I just, I don't have the stomach to bet the over. Normally, I don't have the stomach to bet the under because we all cheer for goals. But, you know, I look, there's a reason why, you know, it's five and a half, and I think, what, juice to 40. And, you know, Josh Applebaum, you know, brought up a point earlier in the day, you know, uh, on betting across America. He, he referenced the fact that we've seen totals at five and a half. I think the unders is 14 and nine. So, look, I'm not going to buck the, the trend. I think the odds are in favor of the under. I, I think we see, you know, a 3-1 game tonight, and I think it's 3-1 in favor of the Lightning. Jonathan, if you're uh, Gerard Gallant here, and look, you're trying to manufacture offense. I think they're averaging 2.91 here in the playoffs. Of the 16 teams that made the playoffs, granted, more of a sample size from the Blue Shirts, they are 15 out of 16th in terms of expected goals in the five-on-five. And uh, really what you've seen John Cooper do, he he has put this Sorelli, Killorn, Hagel line together, and they're not scoring a lot of goals, but defensively, they are dominating these guys. And it seems like the Rangers are only able to score on the power play, so so what do you expect maybe Gallant will do to try to counteract that? Well, yeah, and, and to your point, it's 138-plus minutes. They haven't scored uh, you know, a five-on-five goal. It was Mika Zibanejad's goal, the last five-on-five goal. You know, this is where you can try to take advantage of, of being at home. You have last change. You can try to keep you know, the Zibanejad line away from the Sorelli line. So you know, that's going to be Gerard Gallant's best option tonight. And Hey, look, Mika Zibanejad's been on a tear at home. He's got goals in six straight. You know, to your point, though, about the Rangers offense, they are Jekyll and Hyde home and road because on, at, at home, guys, I mean, they're averaging over four goals a game. Jonathan, I love me a good SOG bet, and you've got you one tonight. Uh, Victor Hedman, what are, you, uh, what are you seeing here that leans you towards the over of two and a half? Well, two and a half shots on goal has been, you know, that I've been riding that one throughout the playoffs. He's hit that in four of his last six games, 10 of 15 in the playoffs. You know, he didn't hit it last game, but I like the fact, you know, he had eight shots directed at the net guys. So, you know, plenty of opportunities. It reminded me earlier in the playoffs, you know, Nathan McKinnon had a night, I think in game one of the Edmonton series, he didn't hit his shot prop of four and a half, but he had 11 shots, I think, or 10 shots directed at the net. So I just think that the headman over two and a half shots on goal is a safe way to go. Jonathan, I know you don't have a play on this, but it looks like uh, Philip Heedle is going to go tonight as is Strom because everybody was kind of gravitating maybe towards Zabinijad in terms of over for a SOG bet, thinking that those guys weren't going to play. So do you go with these guys maybe over on their shots on goal bets because they're in the lineup, or is there another Ranger that you might have in mind that you can attack on this regard, seeing you know maybe this these guys get limited shifts tonight? Yeah, my concern with Ryan Strom is it's a groin injury. So you just don't know how he's going to react to it. You know, Heedle got crushed by Victor Hedman, uh, upper body injury, maybe a little easier to play through than a groin. If I'm looking at a shots on goal prop, you know, I'd maybe lean to, you know, maybe it's an Adam Fox or or maybe it's a Mika Zibanejad tonight if you're looking for a shots on goal prop. You know that Zibanejad is going to be firing and firing and firing shots on goal. Third period over one and a half you have on your betting card tonight as well. Is this a thought that we would get some sort of open netter? Not necessarily. I mean, it's hit in all four games. It Mm -hmm. did take an open netter, you know, uh, in game four to get to it. So, 
you know, look, I, I don't care how we get there. Uh, I just know that, hey, we, you know, we're four for four. So it's just, again, it's one of those things that you, you just keep riding it. Uh, there's no sense in trying to fight City Hall, they say. Jonathan, uh, really quick, I do want to ask about the other team that's not going to play seemingly for maybe another week, and that being the Colorado Avalanche, obviously because they've already advanced. They are the substantial favorite. I think minus 220 is what I'm seeing at DraftKings. Just maybe like a brief overview, whoever comes out of this series, how do you think these two teams match up with the Avalanche, and how big of a, a favorite do you think the Avalanche will be once we finally have a Stanley Cup playoff final official? Well, I, I guess it's circa because I've been listening to to uh, Mike Palm profess the fact that Jeff Davis has no faith in the Rangers. So I guess a big faith. Uh, you know, look, the Ra Colorado is, is is outstanding, but they may face. You know, they what maybe a, a play is whether it's Tampa or the Rangers play against play them in Game One because you're going to have that rust factor right. for the Avalanche. I look what I way I approach the Avalanche guys for the final. Is I've got Kale McCarr. I had him at four to one early on uh, to win uh, Con Smythe, and then I've also got uh, Nate McKinnon. I just think you're going to get you know a better price there if you like the Avalanche than taking the Avalanche to win the series because one of those two is going to win the Con Smythe for the for the Colorado Avalanche. He is the host of Ice Cap over on Sirius XM. You can find him on Twitter at West Coast HKY. Jonathan Davis, thanks for the time today, man. Appreciate it and good luck. Thank you guys. Have a great night. Thank you, Jonathan. I like the I like the one and a half over no, in the third period. No, and those have hit, and and, and not just because of the empty net. Mm -hmm. Obviously, these teams are emptying them out sooner rather than later. I think, what was it, about the four-minute mark uh, that we saw mm -hmm. the blue shirts go ahead and pull Igor for the bench, and then you're hanging on for dear life with your unders. It was kind of the same thing in Game 3 on Friday night as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I've seen a lot of guys that post those in terms of those third-period overs. They were over two in the Colorado-Edmonton series, so to get it at only one and a half, uh, might be some value on that. I could certainly see that hitting tonight. We'll run through some news and notes we didn't get to at the top of the show. We'll also take a look at all of the games that are still ongoing right now. The Yankees do get me a run in the top of the first, so appreciate Josh Donaldson for the RBI to help me get to that over eight right here. And the Twins answer back in the bottom of the first, so good start for young Matt Brown. It is primetime action here on a Thursday. This is it, NBA Finals. Everyone know what to do? Me? I'm going to keep loving these great offers from DraftKings and this dip. Get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your parlay doesn't hit. DraftKings, official sports betting partner of the NBA. New to VEASAN, the best way. New to VEASAN, the best way. New to VEASAN, the best way. New to VEASAN. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, 
and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.